Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Hello and welcome back. It is a new week and therefore a new episode. And this is a special week because I am finally moving. This place turned up as sort of a little bit of a of a mystery. I don't even really know how I found it. I think someone sent me a link and uh, said, you know, look at this view. This looks like such a great place for you guys. And we went to see it and we fell in love with it. And now we're moving, which is a little bit unexpected because we weren't really planning to change anything. And I think that Whenever you create some sort of movement in your life, whether it's a move, whether it's a new a new offer or something, you know, that changes your energy, whether it's a new haircut, like anything that fundamentally changes your surrounding or the way that you feel about yourself, it always brings up these different emotions of you know, new fresh start, right? It almost feels a little bit like the 1st of January all over again, but it's not the 1st of January anymore. And I think that sometimes that can create this really great momentum. And it got me thinking as I started packing up my life into boxes about two things. The first thing is, you know, how our stuff is a sum of essentially who we are. Like it might be a bit of a morbid thought, but imagine if tomorrow you are gone and someone comes into your house or into your office. Like what does your stuff say about you? I would say that, you know, your things or your belongings are the sum of who you are. Um, Obviously, there is so much more to you than the stuff, but I think it's a really good starting point, particularly if you're not sure how to describe yourself through like a messaging lens. And that's just a concept that we've been exploring a lot in the Mavens this month. But beyond that, it got me thinking about, you know, how your stuff, like the sofa that we have, right? I started thinking about whether it works in the space. Like, does it work in the way that I want it to work? Does this wardrobe work in the way that I want it to work? Does the desk that I have work? Does the laptop, you know, like all of these different things. I started sort of dissecting my furniture and my belongings from this, does it work? Does it not? What do I need to change? What do I need to tweak? What needs to be replaced, right? And I think it's a really interesting thing because we don't really get to do that in business very often, right? Like, When do we do an overview? Maybe when we have like a team meeting every quarter or so. If you're a solo entrepreneur, I still recommend that you have like quarterly meetups with yourself or with a coach, right? That's what I do with my clients. Every quarter we meet, we sit, we we do like a little spot check, right? But you yourself as an entrepreneur, do you ever really look at all of the stuff that's in your business and think, does it work, does it not? And what do we actually do when things aren't actually working? So, you know, option number one, obviously, is have a coach. That's what we sort of look at with clients. But option number two is if you're solo or if you're like, I've been working with a coach, but things still aren't working, like I need ideas, right? And it got me thinking about this weird crossroads that most entrepreneurs find themselves in where maybe they're sort of stagnating, you know, maybe they are... um, 
on on one sort of road and it, and it there's no hills right there's no ups there's no downs we're sort of just cozying moseying along and nothing is changing so it almost feels like things aren't working because there's no real momentum and then there is the other side of it which is like you know things are uh, going way too slowly things are really really not working and you don't know what to change and then the other side of it the things is that like it can sometimes feel like things are really working right you're going you're doing all the things you fast forward momentum and you know maybe the money's coming in but you're like ugh, just things are I don't feel like things are working internally so there are all these different angles that you can look at when things go wrong or when things don't feel quite right and I think that sometimes, you know, we as entrepreneurs, as coaches, as as freelancers, we get into our feelings, right? And at least I do, right? And it can sometimes feel a little bit like, uh, do things not actually work or am I just having a bad day? Right? So today's episode is going to be around this question. What do you do when things aren't working? And I want to explore it from a few different angles because I think there are a few different explanations and a few different things that you want to look at when things really aren't working for you, right? So no matter where you're at on that spectrum that I just described, I want you to think about how do I feel, number one, and then can we actually get some facts and figures behind those feelings? Because sometimes when we wake up and we do a spot check and we're like, I just don't really feel very, very good, right? Or very well, or things, you know, in my in my Facebook group don't feel great. But when we look at the stats and we look at the figures, the reality is really not not the case. So that's thing number one is how much is this you being in your feelings and how much is this you actually saying, you know what, no, things are really not working. So there are three metrics that I want you to look at, first and foremost. And then from those three metrics, we then get to make smart business decisions based on where it is that you are as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. Because here's the thing, we can sit here and say, things are not working. I'm not making money. People are not engaged. You know, no one's opening my emails. And I will always say to my clients, well, is it that no one's opening your emails? Or is it that you are just experiencing a lower open rate than usual, right? Let's stop generalizing and making these really big sweeping statements and look at the facts and the figures, first and foremost. So there are a few things for you to look at when, quote unquote, things aren't working. And there are three metrics that I want you to focus on. But before we even get to the metrics, I want you to have a look at what's the overview of your general business system. So every single business owner needs to have two things in play. Number one, they need to understand how they get customers. What is the system from A to Z, right, of we start here, these are the specific and tangible steps that a customer takes to then become a customer. So boom, 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 right? They listen to the podcast, they go into the Facebook group, they do this, they do that, they answer a survey, they get on a call, or they go through a launch, they they buy a, 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 of the back end of the launch, or they send you a DM. Like whatever the system is, you need to have one, and you need to be really clear as to, okay, well, how I get customers in my business is this. That's thing number one. So we wanna have an overview of what is your actual system and what are the metrics that you're tracking? So thing number one, it's system. What is it? How does it work? Are you really clear on all of the steps that it takes for, for a, you know, an unknown person to become a buyer? And then number two 
are you really clear on all of the metrics that that system requires? So what are the metrics that you're tracking? And by metrics, I mean numbers. So every single business runs off numbers. As much as I get into my emotions a lot of the time, I also track the things that are happening in my business. I don't just say, well, Instagram isn't working. I look at, well, how many, you know, how many subscribers have we had in the last month? How much engagement? How many shares? How many likes? What contributed to that? I can say Instagram isn't working, but if I look at my analytics, it actually shows me that the things that we're doing are working. They just might not be working as fast as I want them to, as an example, right? So what are the actual metrics that you are tracking and what are they telling you about your business? So there are three metrics that I want you to pay very, very special attention to. And those are the three that we generally look at in our business and in the businesses of our clients. So number one, it's acquisition. So acquisition basically means how you're acquiring customers, it, your your eyeballs, right? Your warm, cold, and even warm um, and even hot audiences. They're your acquisition eyeball goals. So when we acquire a customer, that means that we we can acquire a customer, we can acquire a subscriber, right? So a subscriber is someone who is just hanging out in our audience, right? They haven't necessarily bought anything from, from us. They haven't, you know, ever pressed pay on one of our programs or our membership or whatever, but they are in our ecosystem, right? Or alternatively, we have, you know, subscriber goals. So how many people have joined our email list? How many people are in our Facebook group? How many people are here or there and everywhere? So I recently closed my old Facebook group that had, you know, over 1,300 people and we've opened a new one and we've just hit 500 members in that, which is a really great acquisition goal, right? It means that 500 engaged, incredible humans are in that group. So that, that would be an example of how you would track that. Then number two, the metric that I want you to look at is engagement. So out of those, you know, 500 people in the Facebook group, how many of them are engaged? What's the percentage? What are they doing, right? So it's not enough to just have a really big Facebook group or a really big uh, email list or a really, you know, huge Instagram following. You want to actually look at what are they doing within that within that ecosystem. So if you've got a really big Facebook group, like a lot of my clients come to me and they have, you know, a few thousand people in there or at least a thousand, right? And the people in there are not doing anything. That means that the engagement is low. It's not it's not doing anything. It's it's not it's no bueno, basically. So we want to look at, well, what what are you doing to actually engage the people? What are you doing to engage that audience? Like we have We've been intentionally growing our email list. So our email list is a lot bigger than, let's say, our you know Facebook group following. So it's really, really important to me to look at how many people are clicking through on my email list, how many people are paying attention, how many people are replying, what's the engagement like there. So that's the metric that we focus on primarily in my business. For you, it might be something different. It depends on your system, right? Which is why we look at the system first. And then number three, so we, we've, just to recap, we look at your acquisition, how many eyeballs do you have? Then we look at engagement. What are the eyeballs doing in your ecosystem? And number three, we look at revenue. So how much money are you actually making and where is it coming from? So you can't just have, let's say, a really great acquisition system. You can't just have a really great engagement rate if you don't have the revenue to back it up, right? So and again, like sometimes clients come to us and they say, well, we have we have this great system. It's fantastic. We've got this engagement. Everyone's replying and, and you know, liking and sharing and subscribing and doing all the things. But the revenue is very low. What do we do? So 
those three metrics need to point you to what isn't working first. So out of those three things, it should be really, really clear to you, oh, okay, I've got a really great engagement, really great revenue, but not enough eyeballs. Or, okay, I've got really great um, eyeballs coming into my ecosystem, I've got really great acquisition, but they're not really doing anything within that ecosystem, but I'm still sort of doing, you know, doing quite well in my revenue number. So then you know that the engagement's off. So all of those three things, they interlink with one another and you can't have one without the other necessarily, right? But you want to look at what are those metrics doing and how are they inter- interacting with each other? So based on those three numbers, have a look at your last month and your last quarter and look at, okay, well, where am I actually at? So detach yourself emotionally because I think when things aren't working, we tend to get into these spirals that are just not helpful. They're sort of, you know, they, I don't know, a lot of the time, whenever I'm like, things are not working, I just want to curl into a ball and cry, right? And Or just read like uh, some sort of book that gets my mind off things, right? And we don't want to procrastinate through the problems. We want to actually identify where they are and get our CEO hat on and be like, you know what? I'm going to solve this mystery, this mystery of why things aren't working out. So those three metrics should give you a good idea of where to focus on your energy first. And then the thing that I think not everyone talks about or really hardly anyone ever talks about is that no matter what your metrics are, it all needs to link back to the offer message, right? So whatever it is, like your acquisition goal needs to link back to what your offer is doing. Your engagement goal needs to link back to your offer. And obviously your revenue goal is going to show you directly how your offer messaging is, right? Is it working? Is it not? And I think that the offer, it's, you know, sometimes people say my offer is broken. And it's not that the offer is broken. You're great at what you do. I'm sure you've got testimonials. You've got, you know, great feedback to back it up. You've had lots of experience. You're an expert in your field. So it can't really be the things that you're delivering to clients as the problem. Nine times out of 10, it is how you're talking about your offer that is the problem. So it leads to a lack of acquisition, lack of engagement and lack of revenue. And usually when you start to look at, okay, one of those three areas is a bit wonky, so I know where I need to tune up my system, but the offer message itself is fundamentally not attracting the people that I wanted to attract. It was not attracting the the right engagement in the way that it leads to in, into the sale really, really easily, swiftly and, you know, without any, any essentially pushback, right? It shows the people that need to see it that it's the right offer for them. And in a similar way, if you're not creating, you know, enough revenue or engagement. And if you if you don't have enough people in your audience, you're not attracting the right people. That's problem number one. And or the people that you want to attract are just not attracted to your offer because you're not talking about it in the right way. So there are a few things that could be going wrong and a few things for you to sort of basically investigate. I think when things are, are broken in, in your business, it's a cause for you to get excited because this is where I think as CEOs, we thrive. You know, I think a lot of us business owners create businesses because we want to fix problems. And sometimes when our business feels overwhelming or scary or a little bit broken, it could be a little bit daunting to be like, oh, I've just created an extra problem for myself. I'm not actually solving anything. 
And actually, if you take a step back and and put on your, you know what, I'm going to investigate. I'm going to take my magic, you know, my, my magic power stick and investigate all the nooks and crannies of my business. And I think that if you start through going from, you know, down from acquisition, engagement, revenue, and then look at those three areas and then be like, okay, if I'm really honest in my heart of hearts, is the message of my offer really clear? Am I really, really doing a great job of communicating with my potential customers what this offer is going to do do for them? And am I doing it in a unique way that makes me look unforgettable? Or am I being samey-samey? Am I playing it safe? Or is just the offer sounding a bit general? Like nine times out of 10, offer messaging is the problem. And I promise you, 99.9% of the time is because the offer message is so general. It's like, ugh, I can do everything for everyone. And I think as as coaches and consultants and freelancers, we want to appeal to a lot of people, right? We we, we don't want to like niche ourselves too, too in to be helping one person forever and ever. But equally, nine times out of 10, we tend to go way, 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 way too broad. And when we go too broad, it means that we confuse and then we lose people. And we do not want to be doing that. We want to be attracting the the, the right soulmate people who are like, oh my God, I've been waiting for her to say it in this way. Oh my God, I've been waiting for this type of, for this message in this way. And that is where the great offer messaging lies. Because again, like I really fundamentally believe that the people who are in my audience, the people who are like you, who are listening, are really good at what they do when they have real value to give to the world. So it can't be the fact that you can't deliver value because that's just not my audience, right? So it has to be something with the way that you're communicating it. And if you can figure out a way to fix your offer messaging, then it's really, really clear as to what you're actually doing for the people. And it's really, really clear as to why the people who are in your audience need to be in your offers, because the offers are where the real transformation happens. I love a podcast, I love a book, I love a, you know, YouTube video. But ultimately, our job is to really create those big transformations. And I fundamentally believe that the big transformations happen when I'm actually working one-to-one or in in a sort of one-to-many environment with people. That is where the real magic lies. That is where, you know, you have me in your diary, you're showing up, you're showing up for yourself, for your business and for the training and teaching that we deliver that is fundamentally going to change your business. So if we we are going by that same philosophy for your business, your primary responsibility and job is to get as many people, the right people, not the wrong people, as many right people into your paid programs and services as soon as possible. Because the faster you can change someone's life, the faster the ripple effect will be, the faster you know, you'll you'll be able to improve in your methodology, improve on the ways that you do things, improve, you know, for your future customers too. And I think that that, you know, as a business owner, we forget sometimes that our responsibility is to help people. And, and the way that we do that is through our paid offers and services. So it's really, really important for you to then focus on actually talking about your offers in a way that communicates what they are doing, which therefore will make your, you know, your acquisition, engagement and revenue metrics shoot up because your offer messaging is so strong. And it's not just your offer specifically, like with the one offer. It's your whole offer ecosystem that we look at when we're looking at offer messaging, you know? So if we think about 
the fact that every single thing that you do, like all roads lead back to your offer, number one, and that every single thing that you do needs to point back to that. So when you're looking at your acquisition goal, it needs to point back to your offer. When you're looking at your engagement goal, you're looking at how does it link back to my offer? You're looking at your revenue goal. Obviously, that is very, very interlinked with your offer. So if you're thinking about your offer message, it's like a layer cake. It, you know, you, you layer on the layers based on, you know, we start with acquisition and then we go into engagement and then go, we go into revenue and every single layer will need to have a slight tweak in your own messaging to lead the people back to your offer. And I think that most of the time when things aren't working in a business, it's because that layering technique of your messaging isn't quite connected or isn't really, really obvious. And I think that sometimes as business owners, we get so busy in the doing of the things in the, you know, in the coaching the clients, in the creating the program, in the writing the post, right? That we forget that actually our ecosystem, the whole, the whole system that we used to take a completely cold person who has never heard of us and get them to a point of a real transformation, there needs to be a system and a process for helping you do that in a really, really easy way. And in a, in a sustainable way that you can track. Because don't get me wrong, like, there are people who will discover this podcast and then reach out and be like, I've listened to five episodes and I love, you know, I love it. This is exactly what I needed to hear, which is fantastic. I love, I love it when those, those moments happen. But I can't track someone randomly discover, discovering this podcast on a Tuesday morning and then DMing me on Instagram, maybe <laughs> once in a blue moon. What I can track, though, is those three metrics that I keep talking about. And, you know, I can track the success of the messaging there. So yeah, sure, those like great manifestations and, and, and you know, random acts of client getting do happen for sure. And I love it when that happens. But that's not a way to build a sustainable business that you can rely on month on month on end, which is what I'm really about. I want you to have that security and I want you to have the knowledge that your offer and your messaging works. And it's a well-oiled machine that you know how to get in front of so that when things aren't working, you're like, oh, okay, it's this metric and I know exactly what I need to improve versus feeling like a headless chicken and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what's wrong. And I think that the first step to getting in in front of your machine and, and getting in front of all of the potential problems that could happen is really knowing that your messaging for your offer is solid. Really knowing that the thing that you're offering the people is the thing that they want, the thing that they need, the thing that is priced correctly, the thing that is, you know, really, really solid and is a market leader in the market that you're in. And that the offer is really unforgettably you because after, ultimately that's what we want. We want your offers to be a reflection of your magic. We don't want it to be a reflect, reflection of the coach that you had before, you know, the coach that, that had them, right? We don't want it to be a reflection of the certification that you got. We want it a reflection of you and your unique skills and talents. And that is what the best offer messaging does. It communicates who is this thing for, what does it do and how is it unique in the whole sea of the other offers that people are exposed to every single day? Which brings me to the most exciting 
moment every year that I absolutely love, we are running our offer messaging makeover series again. It is a three-part series that will help you essentially make over your messaging for your offer and get you started in figuring out where what are those metrics that you need to track, number one. But number two, what is the offer message that you need to communicate to your audience to make them see that they are the right fit for the thing that you're creating? And also help the people who are not the right fit basically filter themselves out. Because isn't that what we want? We want to make sure that the people who are in our audience, the people who are enrolling in our programs and services, are the people who are, hell yes, who are like, yes, I want this. Yes, this is exactly for me. And those are the people who will ultimately get the great results because they are willing to do the work. Versus the people who are like freebie seekers or the people who are like vampiric time suckers. We don't want those people. We want our messaging to repel them and we want the right people to be attracted like a moth to a flame. So I'm so, so, so excited to welcome you into the three-part series. It's completely free. We're going to spend two weeks together making over your messaging. We're going to create, you know, the, the most exciting series for you ever. We've taken what worked really well last time we ran it and and tweaked it and made it so much better, so much more current and more relevant to today. And I'm just really excited because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Offer messaging is hands down the most important thing that every single business owner needs to focus on because it's where the great content lives. It's where the great, you know, revenue lives. It's where the really, really great business leaps and growth happens. When we know what our offer is, what it does and who it's for and how to communicate that in an irresistible way, that is where the true magic lies. So I hope to see you there. I will speak to you next week. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.